You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on RBMA Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasanick. We are joined today by Brooklyn's The Long Count Cycle, who will be joining us in a short while with a guest DJ set and interview. In the meantime, I'm going to play some tracks for you, starting off the show with Iserene with Blurred Perceptions of Substance. Maybe keeping things a little more on the mellow side today. Stay tuned. As I said, the long count cycle will be up in about half an hour. This is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Uh, to read you back some of the tracks we've been playing, this is Area 41 with Consolation. Before that, December with Behind It. Uh, Black Point with the track, I think an untitled track, just have it written down as Black Point, and start the show off with Isarine and Blurred Perceptions of Substance. In a little bit here, we have the Long Count Cycle coming up for a guest DJ set. Uh, to announce some upcoming activities for the bunker, we're about to head to Europe tomorrow for a gig in Paris at Concrete with Romans, Marco Shuttle, and myself, Brian Kasinick. And then on Saturday night, we are Saturday, I guess, all the way into Monday, we are doing a takeover of Berghain with Mark Verbos, Romans, myself, Clay Wilson, Constantine, Lote, Patrick Russell, DJ Nobu, Function, Derek Blasleko, and Mike Servito will be uh, up in Panorama Bar. And then next weekend, we're going to be in London at Pickle Factory. And then when we get back, we've got a show in New York, Interdimensional Transmissions with No Way Back at Market Hotel and some other stuff coming up that we will speak about soon. For now, I'm going to get back into the music, and in about 15 minutes, we're going to start the guest DJ set from the Long Count Cycle. Again, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Thank you. 
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasinick. And coming up after this track, we're going to have a guest DJ set from the Long Count Cycle. Uh, to read back what you just heard, um, this is Octadre. Before that, Read Truth with I in the Oil and started that set off with Gunnar Haslam with Sarsi. So stay tuned. After this track, we've got Long Count Cycle coming up. Do an interview with them afterwards. You're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio.
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. Just finishing up the guest DJ set from the Long Count Cycle here. Didn't want to interrupt them in the sets. Playing such a deep, heady set, just wanted to let it play through. But if you guys wouldn't mind reading back, I guess from the back to the front, the the tracks you just played. Sure, yeah. Um, So we started off with the little Mike Parker Blue equals black. Um, after that was new, new Bifurious. It's the Ridge of Fiery Owls. Very nice track name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that is Lumisokia. Uh, Lumisokia. It's uh, something new on Opal Tapes. The song is called Engrams. After that was uh, Adam X and his ADMX-71 guys, uh, Neutralize and Eliminate. Pretty sure that was off of uh, his Lies LP. After that, there's JC, um, King of the Wild Frontier. Um, and then Alva Noto with Xerox Radiose. Um, and then uh, some Kangding Ray with Antar. And then we had a helm track called Bergamo. Um, after that, there was a new Noel track called Polaris. Just came out. That on the new Further album? Yes. yes. Cool. Yeah. I haven't even had a chance to properly listen to it yet. It's nice. Definitely. Um, after that, new discovery, Machine uh, Woman, with a track called Liquid Metal. Um... And then we had Transportation, AAD, track called Pagoda. After that, uh, Zeitgeber, um, Before They Wake. Zeitgeber is, I think, Speedy J and Lucy? Yes. All right, yeah. Um, next was Americ de Tapel, track called 4H23. Um, and then we had YB with a track called Waylon. And um, after that, there was Refracted, Enter the Jungle, which was that jungle song that you heard. That's what it says on the tin. Um, and then we had a track by Clara Lewis. It was called, uh, un- actually it's called, I think it's called Untilted, but it might be untitled and spelled wrong. Um, And then there's SARS and AR, which is AR is Abdullah Rashim. And that's a track called Stolen Scenes of Golden Lush. Um, And then there, I think we missed one. There's another Clara Lewis track in there. I'm pretty sure it's called uh, Seascape. Seascape. So we had Seascape and then a track to end it by Herva called Seaside. So mostly pretty recent stuff. For the most part, yeah. I mean, I was trying to uh, think of what we could put in there. I'd like to, and we often do, put in some stuff that's um, older, uh, but there's certain synths that are kind of dead giveaways that makes kind of date it. So the best stuff, I feel like, is stuff that we can sneak in there and none are the wiser, you know? They don't right. have the old recording artifacts and stuff, but that's definitely something we usually intend on on doing 
All right. So not not a lot is really known about you guys at all. I think you've <laughs> kind of kept, like kept it. it that way. <laughs> so let's start with some really basic questions. Like, sure. who, who is the long count cycle? Oh, that's that's not that's not a basic question at all because that's a very mm-hmm. uh, that has the most complicated answer. Um, <laughs> the long count cycle. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm Black Lauren. You were just listening to Scallywag. Uh, the long count cycle. You know. When people ask us, do we play back-to-back, I always say no, because it's not him, then me. Um, It's about the overall set. So um, whether you watch us now or um, if you watch us um, playing Domune, you'll see, you know, he's taking care of faders and I'm writing pitch and doing EQs. Like, it's not about us individually. It's one thing, one entity. You know, we're just representing it. Right, so it's not like you play a track, he plays a track, you play a track. Nothing like that at all, no. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, we, when we started this, we it started with a chain of emails. We did a lot of kind of conceptual prep work, I'd say, before we even began to approach uh, began to approach it. And um, you know, we ki- now obviously at that time it was all kind of like a, a beautiful pipe dream, and now it's starting to to come to fruition, which is pretty cool. Um, but uh, you know, the the initial idea was kind of to one of our favorite things, or one of the most you know powerful things on the on the dance floor is this idea of ego death, um, where you kind of lose track of everything, and you know you kind of become a part of this collective wave of energy in a room or a flow, and uh, you know I think ideally with what we're presenting, you know. It would be great if somehow we were just like, you know, a cloud of energy or some sort of energy beings that were transmitting this information, you know, to people and meet space and virtual space. And It used to actually feel more like that in parties and nightclubs when I first started going out where the DJ was just like, a guy in the corner or sometimes like up really high just peeking out a window and it wasn't necessarily a beam of energy but they definitely weren't the central focus of the room which yeah. is something that it's it's hard to escape that these days yeah i mean once i guess all the 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 90s stuff with guys with like open fold and the whole worship the dj kind of thing that kind of forever tainted it in yeah. a way. Actually, but. I don't know what year it was, but I remember when Twilo moved their DJ booth from the corner of the room that nobody ever paid attention to to, like, up on stage where everybody could see it. Yeah. It was like, oh, <laughs> it's going to be like that now. And ever since then, it's kind of been like that. Yeah, I mean, facing a DJ the whole time at a party is kind of weird. It should be about... I mean, there's there's concerts, and, and if there's a, something to look at, obviously that's something to, to do but uh, you know parties you should be whew, circulating and I dress nice that's about it that's <laughs> <laughs> otherwise he is, he is turn quite, around he is quite nice to look at yeah <laughs> yeah there's probably a social media photo floating around everybody can see what you guys are wearing <laughs> guess which one's which yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. use your wild imaginations <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, you said this all started with an email chain. When when about was that? When when was this idea first hatched to fall form? Fall of 2012, going into the winter of 2012. Yeah, um, but you know, I'd, I'd say the impetus was certainly going to bunker. 
uh, for a number of years and um, just having some really mind-blowing experiences there. Um, I would say we, we have a lot of commonality as far as our music tastes reaching very far back. Um, but I think in this particular case, we were there when the when it was Voices of the uh, Voices from the Lake um, and and Dazi, um, and that kind of rearranged my whole. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a big night for a lot of us. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the official timestamp I have is May seventh, twenty thirteen. All right. <laughs> So, do with that information. No, no, no. It wouldn't be 2013. Uh, well, that's when I uploaded it to Google. <laughs> okay. But that would be... No, no, because we started... We started... Uh, oh, May? No. Our first party at Boston. Oh, our first party was in February, but we were February. still working things out in our head. Right. Okay. All right. But we were sending emails before that. Yeah. I, I before guarantee that. you. Well, I was going to ask you about Bossa Next anyway. So what, what role did uh, Bossa Nova play in the development of the Long Count Cycle? And I guess continues to play, but uh, how did that come about and what role? I mean, it, it, was, it's in, it was instrumental for sure. Um, you know, I'm super appreciative to be a part of that. Uh, there's a lot of cool people and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people that are, you know, really starting to take off right now that came from that, which is awesome. Um, but you know, with that, we basically were like, well, we want to throw techno parties. Like we want to do something. And we, we didn't just, expect to make it three months. <laughs> yeah. No, we just, <laughs> we walked in there like, Hey, we like, like techno. Oh, they're going to hate us. <laughs> what is, what's going on here, guys? Like looking around like, okay, this could work. Can we charge money? No. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, <laughs> um, you know, and luckily we were, we were lucky enough to have uh, a couple cool people come play with us early on. And then, uh, you know, from there, that kind of spurred the, um, the promotional aspect of it, too. Um, obviously, with what we're trying to do sonically here, that was kind of like the larger goal. And then just the ability to, like, play cool stuff and do something much more in line with, like, what we listen to in general. Uh, was 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 super important for that so it really kind of uh gave us a chance to put on people that we like and just you know kind of get into the swing of throwing parties yeah once pa closed we had nowhere to go <laughs> right <laughs> I was like, now what yeah and then uh this little place opens up and i remember my first night walking in and um, one of the things I'd really appreciated about Bunker was even though it was, you know, pitch black in that back room, you can still tell like there was um, a healthy cross section of people. And walking into Boston over the opening night, I got that same feeling. And I was like, okay, so I pitched it to him like, you know, maybe we should do something here. And, you know, didn't expect to last long, but three years later, here we are. It's been three years at Boston? About, yeah. Wow. It's February coming up. Yeah. Well, wow. it'll be three years. Yep. Cool. Um, I would say the next big thing that I saw in the development or trajectory that you guys are on was uh, probably the first year of sustained release. And I know you played there the second year as well. And uh, I was in Japan during the second year, but I remember from the first year that you guys had played a pretty big role, like even beyond just performing at it, just helping Aurora and Zara with all the details and everything. So I guess similar question to Bossa, like what what role do you think sustain release has really played in your trajectory and and how and why is it important 
Up until that point, it was the culmination of everything we wanted to do. Like a part of the notes and emails we were sending back and forth was this idea of um, ancient and futuristic uh, outdoors meets indoors. And, um, you know, you have uh, techno, which is, you know, very forward thinking music made with machines. And here you have um, this festival in the middle of the woods. And for us, we were like, oh, that's perfect. Like, you know, that's right up our alley. So it was definitely um, an honor and, I don't know, just um, very reassuring for us to see that what we had started out to do, that we were, we could see that we, uh, we could do it and other people, you know, they could see the vision as well. So being able to play that first year was, you know, that Im important for us. Like, you know, it was it was the biggest thing we, we had done up until that point. As far as like our um, ideology, our philosophy, like it was right in line with so everything. Sonic Sonically, I think it was the first time where we took all the chances that we wanted to take. And uh, we, you know, we had a, and I think we're gonna continue to have this spot where we're opening it up and we kind of build it from, you know, something soft listening and then kind of really take it uh, as far as we can within that uh, that span there so yeah I mean the both both of those sets um, I'm, I'm super proud of I think he is too um, and then just obviously uh, being a part of it with doing handling logistics and stuff and all of us kind of like flying by the seat of our pants and then having it turn out so wonderfully was you know completely completely awesome and you know to this day it's like it's gonna forever be like a touchdown so yeah and since then you've even done some gigs i mean to me pretty mind-blowing you guys got booked in japan last year to play at rural festival which also i haven't been there but understand it's kind of a similar vibe to sustain release like yes. it's definitely you're doing techno out in nature it, in the mountains in japan yeah it's the, the location they had was, was glorious it was super beautiful um life-changing yeah man i mean you know obviously we we felt like okay we're starting to come up here and like yeah, we're doing things and then i got that email and i was like you got who's Who's, who's messing with me right now? This is yeah. I remember <laughs> this I, is ridiculous. I spoke, I spoke to him that day, and um, I'm on the phone with him. I think we're texting back and forth, and he's like, "Oh, you're you're pretty calm right now." He's like, "Have you checked your email?" I was like, "No, nah, I'll check it later." He was like, "No, nah, you you might want to check it right now." <laughs> and then I checked, and I said the same thing. I was like, "Don't toy with my emotions." I was like, "If this is a hoax, like this this is this is mean." But you know, like I read it and read it and read it again. I was like, "Okay, this is real. Like this is really really happening." And another thing, like um, in our notes again. Uh, one of the first things that, you know, uh, we watched and like, you know, we just came together instantly on was a video of Nobu playing techno in some Japanese forest. And then to be called up, you know, two and a half years later to play in Japan with Nobu in a forest. It was just like, you know, I, I, I cried that morning. I'll yeah. admit that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, even the the the, the clip, it's, um, you know, it's it's super sparse as far as the amount of people there. But the location is gorgeous. The fog's rolling in, and there's just all these people kind of like dotted around, just like in their own little headspace. And I'm like, that's not when you look at the trajectory of, of electronic music over here. You know, it's like, you know, guys with their girlfriend on their shoulder, like, <laughs> like moshing and stuff, and you know, fireworks going off. And I'm like, there's something about that that's like really appeals to me. You know, like it, it was just you know having that internalized experience with an amazing uh setting 
And, and of course, you know, that's, he's gone on to do much bigger and better things in terms of just draw, but just to have, I think it was called like the mystery spot. And I'm like, that's so good. Ah. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of Nobu, I guess it's a good time to shout out the upcoming gig that of we're course. all doing yeah. together. Yeah, it's definitely. The bunker on March 4th at Good Room with DJ Nobu, his uh, debut gig in America, yes. Orphix Live, Eric Cloutier, Mike Servito, Fitz Siegel, and you guys, the Long Count Cycle. Yeah, super um, excited for that. Yeah, way excited. Uh, any uh, other upcoming gigs, parties, anything that you guys have that you'd like to shout out? Yeah, um, well, well, here, uh, I guess we're going to do something uh, on Sunday here with Hieroglyphic Bean, because he's in town at Bossa, so that's a, a last minute, like, uh, come through to Bossa on Sunday. You know, uh, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> Still so, free. <laughs> throw, throw that in there. Uh, <laughs> um, the next thing, um, you know, we've been doing this closed circuit series with these guys, uh, Lost Soul Enterprises. Me and uh, Richard are really good homies at this point. And um, uh, that, that party series, it tends to be in... Uh, different locations and stuff but for this one i think it's oh man what is the date on it the 27th i want to say it's the 27th 27th uh with carl meyer uh profligate um 51717 gall plus and then me and richard are gonna go back to back uh there as well so looking forward to carl meyer you know i've if you've heard any of his mixes online, they're insane. They're yeah. yeah, he's an old friend of the bunker. Definitely. Um, can we expect any uh, productions or records to surface from the Long Count Cycle, or is it purely a <laughs> DJ thing? I mean, I mean, he Leslie has put out uh, a record as Black Lauren, which I uh, highly suggest you check out. We incorporated it uh, in the Japan set, and then uh, in out on Lost Soul. Yeah, it's on Lost Soul. So again, you know. All amongst friends, um, you know, working on it. I, I think, I think, at, at this point, I, I've been, uh, you know, going through music for so long that it's hard to want to put out something that is anything less than spectacular. Let's just say this: uh, <laughs> we just came back from uh, California, and uh, one night at dinner, he got a fortune. He opened up his fortune, and it said, "This is the year for him to make music." So it was trippy. All right. <laughs> Well, it's yeah, coming. They have spoken. The Forcer Cookie has spoken. So, right. working on stuff. Well, on that note, uh, thank you so much for coming. Of Fantastic course. set. Thank you. Um, and everybody, check us out at Good Room on March 4th. You can check out the bunkers, all of our activities, including last week's podcast from DJ Nobu at thebunkerny.com and all kinds of other things we have coming up. Sometimes I have trouble keeping track of it all myself. <laughs> and uh, I think it looks like we have time for one more track, and we're going to uh, end out the show with Tyler Friedman. Uh, this is The Bunker New York on RBMA Radio. <laughs>